Wait till the insurrection. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, I was like, I could be down with a insurrection. <laughs> Lucky for me, I don't care. I'm a Velo guy. Andy, you think that Zen is the only thing that they're going to be going after? They're going after Velo and Rogue and all that stuff. Yeah, Zen's just my, most popular. Oh, they, well, they're just trying to drive me back to the old backy. <laughs> Well, that's I the mean, thing, though. It's it's a safer alternative to the tobacco. They just want you to go rip some Marlboro Reds. Yeah, some Cowboy Killers. I, I don't know. Maybe. I think this all started when they came after the Marlboro Man. Should have just left him alone. It's a never-ending, like, revolution. The These old dudes, both sides of the aisle in D.C., they're just like, what can we come after that the people love now? Zens. Nicotine. Nicotine. And it's not, this isn't even the harmful nicotine. This is just the fun nicotine. Yeah, I mean, they, they tell you your whole life, oh, you know, that, that Copenhagen's terrible for you. All right, well, I'm going to get the next best thing. Psych. Going after that next. You know who's really to blame for this, right? Chuck Schumer. No. Tucker Carlson. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because if Tucker hadn't come out and started talking about how he loves Zen, then Chuck Schumer wouldn't have reacted and said, we're going to ban We're going to try to crack down on Zen. I don't know what they're going to plan on doing. I bet they want to take away the flavors. If they treat it like they did the, the jewel pods or the e-cigs, they want to cut down on the flavors and the colorful packaging. I mean, even you know what it might pod. really come down? Go ahead, Andy. You, you're probably right on Tucker and who made Tucker and Zen popular. The Nelk Boys. And where are they from? Canada, Canada, in Zen Canadians, in Zen Swedish, yeah, yeah. Zen's a Swedish company, yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, so yeah, I mean, yeah, Tucker, he's obviously you know, enemy number one for most people, the people that are going after it, but uh, I, I, I just can't understand it. Like, God, these old ass fucks, like. There's, they're already expensive. I mean, just damn take your money and be done with it. It's like, it's the same argument I have with like weed. Like just tax the shit. People are going to smoke it, whether or not it's legal or not. True. Just get your money out of it and then go on about your way and use it for whatever bullshit you're going to waste it on. Have you guys ever heard of the comedian Dusty Slay? No, yeah. I've not. Andy, you have? Yeah. Yeah. So I watched his stand up special on Netflix the other day. And speaking of weed, uh, Kyle, he's so he's from Alabama, long haired dude, big glasses, comes out there and he's he does his bit on weed uh during this his stand-up special. And he was like, you know, it's a funny thing. He said, Growing up in Alabama, getting weed was kind of dangerous. He goes, but it was fun to smoke. He goes, But the weed now is so strong. He goes, You go into the places where it's legal with the dispensaries, it's fun to get, but it's dangerous to smoke. <laughs> he uh, said it's look. basically hard drugs now. Oh, yeah, because, you know, man, look, shit, it wasn't even that long ago. Ten years ago, roughly, me and my buddy Tyler, we would come home from Greenville where, you know, there was that, that good, good. And we'd come home and get some Rural Revs mid-grade, and uh, it was like brown, burnt-ass weed. But it won't know heroin or none of that shit in it. It was all, it was just straight weed. It was trash weed, but it was cheap. Kyle, you're, uh, you're not supposed to admit to your crimes on the internet. Yeah, basically. Alleged, allegedly. Kyle says, but in the at the end of the day, we got scammed. It was oregano. Yep, that's it was. where the that's where the idea for that episode of The Office when Michael yeah. Scott tried to buy weed came from. It was an appraisal salad. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> instead of praise salad. Yeah, I mean they are putting stuff in it, but at the same time, like they're they're not cracking down on that, right? But they want to crack down on Zeds. Doesn't make any sense to me. Oh yeah, yeah. They want you to pay in New England with their seventeen dollar cans of dip. That was ten years ago. Who knows what it costs now? Yeah. Don't worry, you can get some cocaine lace fentanyl, but those Zens are killing Americans. <laughs> We're making the teenagers pop nicotine pouches. You know, that's the real problem we're facing in America right now. Like, hands off our Zen. That's all I'm saying. Don't tread on us with the Zen. I'm with the people on the internet about the Zen thing here. This is that's one of the that's a bridge too far for me. Like I'm I'm a I'm a Zen guy. Retweet. So come and take it. That's right. Insurrection twenty twenty four. Yeah. Oh, I like God, it. <laughs> when I saw that, I was just like, Jesus Christ. I was you like, this is think the, of anything else of to all do. the problems out there right now. Yeah, let's come after the colorful Zen uh cans and their their different flavors of coffee and, and peppermint. That's they not, can't let people have that. They're not even colorful. It isn't like damn Skittles. It's fucking blue and green and light blue. And dark green. <laughs> and dark green. I mean it's, it's they do have like, like a lime colored. It's not like hey red. We got rainbows. We're enticing six-year-olds. Hey, little boy, you want some candy? Well, see, like, I have Dip cans who, are more colorful. Who, yeah. <laughs> I have friends who have kids that are approaching, like, high school or middle school, and they talk about what their kids are, like, doing. It's vaping. They're not, their Zens aren't, they're, they're not sneaking around. Their kids are not sneaking around popping Zens. They're vaping. Uh, wait, look, hey, look, I'll be honest with you. The vaping is... Way more dangerous. Yeah, probably way more dangerous because you can get like nine milligrams. And if you've never had any nicotine and you load that little vape up with some nine milligrams, you you can you can fuck yourself up quick huffing on that bad boy. You know what I mean? I'm like, we 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 all we were all there, you know, the first time you throw a dip in. Oh boy, you are lightheaded as hell. (laughs) And you can only imagine if you're doing that with like some strong ass saturated cloth and a vape. What it could be like for them. I, mean, I, I get it, but like I'm saying, like, eh. we're all adults. We have we have hard hard days, bad days. You know, want to relax, take the edge off, have a nice drink, a bit of nicotine. Focus, Dude, relax. The post den zen is elite. The post what? Den zen. Right after you eat dinner. Oh, it's dessert. Tell them, Andy. The PDZ. The post den zen. We uh, should trademark it, copyright struck Look, right now. I, th- I think they don't want Zen to be able to advertise anymore because Zen's like doing a lot of podcast advertising, YouTube advertising. But mm. it, they're gonna they want to treat it like cigarettes, and it's not cigarettes. It says it on the label. It's already they have the warning it. label about nicotine being an addictive chemical, and the only state in the country that requires a second warning label is California because these things say it's known to the state of California to cause cancer. It, I guess it only causes cancer in that state. Well, the 49, maybe not, but... Well, the sun causes everything cancer Everything causes in Cal- cancer in California. Yeah. yeah. Everything yeah. causes yeah. cancer in California. Yeah. You know the one thing that I fucking laughed at? Have you seen where, like, R.J. Morris and Philip, uh, or Philip Morris, they have the new signs up in, the sh- in like, gas stations. It was like, R.J. Morris is compelled by the U.S. government to say that cigarettes cause cancer. And I'm just like, they really made y'all put a sign up for this? Like, Didn't we already have this argument 50 years ago? Like, you're not going to change anyone's mind. No. 
If they want to smoke uh, cigs, heard, they want like, to smoke cigs. No, they have. Now there are far less people smoking cigarettes these days compared to what it used to be, and I think that's a good thing. Like, yeah. 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 However, like this isn't quite the same thing. Like the Zen topic here. Hands off yeah. our Zens. Can we can we admit cigarettes are cool though? No, so cigarettes look cool in a photo, but the problem is like. Most they're people cool. don't look like James Dean when they're smoking a cigarette. They look like uh, yeah. they look like the crackhead at the Seven Eleven. Yes, I would agree with that. But it's like the the meme of what I think I look like versus what I actually <laughs> look like. Exactly. Yeah, everybody there, thinks they like we think we look like James Dean, but we really look like white trash. <laughs> yes, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. In your mind, he looks pretty cool smoking. Yeah, in your mind though, you think you look cool as, especially at like sixteen. You're like, yeah, bro, I'm, like I'm the Zach, badass. the Zach Bryan album cover looks cool, but if we were to do that, it would look lame. Like this douchebag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The idea of smoking a cig is cool. It seems cool. Yeah, it seems cool. But okay. it's like smoking is bad for you. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It still looks. Come cool. on, Kyle. I want to put that out there so we don't have any like, like we're encouraging on YouTube, encouraging people to smoke when we're not. But it looks cool. It's just, it, it, but it's not cool. Does. Yeah. But like I said, hands off our Zen. All right. So, uh, yeah, next, yeah up, next up, speaking of Zach Bryan, apparently there's been a little bit of uh, drama surrounding Zach Bryan again. He, he was so, long story short, there's a little bit of quote-unquote beef. It's not real beef, but it's like kind of perceived beef between Zach Bryan and Walker Hayes, or as a lot of our listeners probably know him as, the Applebee's guy, who had that awful song about Applebee's on a date night that was a jingle uh, that made it to radio and somehow became a hit. The song's terrible. but Trash. It's absolute trash. I've, and look, I will say that I think that Walker Hayes looks like a really nice guy and is, looks like a good father and a decent dude. However, that song is trash, and most of his music I'm not a fan of. He had two of the worst songs of 2022. I went back and looked. Yes. And yes. Our they were god-awful. Yeah. So, In fact, we have our target demographic. She's sitting on, in, yeah, in, the, yeah. in the cold can studio with us now. She likes it. Terrible taste in music. <laughs> Kyle's referring to his fiance, America. But but anyway, Zach tweeted about, so the fact that Tyler Childers' uh, song, was it, In Your Love, uh, made it onto the radio charts. And that's like the first charting song that Tyler Childers has ever had. And he made a point that I agree with on Twitter about how it's wild that this is the first time Tyler Childers has charted in the top 40 on radio. He goes, imagine being the people at radio, and Zach Bryan was like, whoever that is. And hearing Shake the Frost and be like, huh, no, we're going to go with the Applebee's guy. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I kind of agree with that. It's a good point. Like, you have the Shake the Frost, you have, you know, Feathered Indians, but let's go with Applebee's on a date night and whatever Thanks else like. he, he said in that song. That was, like I said, it, it was made for a TikTok dance and a commercial. Yeah, yeah. Um, even Shake the Frost, I, that's not even my favorite Tyler Childers song. I can, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's a great song. Great yeah, song. But it, it, so on this, um, but, but hold on, let me finish this part and then I'll let you go. Okay. Go ahead. He, um, but then Walker Hayes responded, right? Walker Hayes responded with, uh, he, he had kind of a nice response. Cause like I said, Walker Hayes seems like a really nice guy. I don't want to like disparage him as a person. Cause he seems like a, a good dude. However, I don't like his music. 
And he was just talking about how like tough it is making the music business. People like him and Zach Bryan, who have had some success, know that. Uh, so he had some snarky responses uh, lined up, but he chose not to. He chose to take the higher road. But then him and his friends put together uh, the equivalent of like a, a pop country, country music diss track that wasn't really a diss track. There was only one line at it uh, that was kind of maybe in that range. It, it was like saying something in the orange tells me you're feeling green, which admittedly kind of a funny, cool line. Not going to act like it's not. Um, but then he goes on saying that, you know, it's just not worth him arguing with Zach Bryan was one of the lines in the song, something to that effect. But it was done in typical Walker Hayes production that was just like layered vocals and programmed beats. And it, it just was his style that is, I don't think is any good. I think it sounds bad. However, that was like his quote unquote diss track. It got people on the internet talking. Zach Bryan even kind of came out and was like, moderately walked it back saying I wasn't saying this as a diss to Walker Hayes. I was saying this as a diss to radio. The fact that Tyler Childers has never had a song chart before, but yet other songs have charted. And I'm like, okay, I get that. I agree with that. But the comment sections went wild. People on Twitter were just like kind of trashing Walker Hayes' diss track and probably rightfully so trashing that the Applebee's song. And then even the Walker Hayes fans were kind of like, okay, this is a little bit cringe. So I know that you guys recently just heard it. Wanted to get your takes on all this. All right. So first up, bold of Walker Hayes to uh, come at Zach Bryan online. Zach Bryan's fans are very online. They're yeah. young. His fans are not. They are probably early thirties to middle aged white women. Yes. That's the fan base for Walker Hayes. Let's be they're honest. Not, they're not the Twitter base. They're mm-hmm. the people who follow Instagram influencers on yes. what po- and they're on the what- ones who are going to target fighting over the Stanley Cups. Yes. Which uh which which putting pots some miles and pans. on their own cloud tennis shoes. Yes. Uh which uh pots and pans are the best ones to buy for easy cleaning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um yeah, bold strategy there. I don't give Zach Bryan credit for walking it back he knew exactly what he was doing no i i, I didn't give him credit for the walk back i gave him credit oh, okay for the I, I but i do agree with what he said in the like i said kind of moderately walking it back of like he was dissing radio because he was yeah yeah i mean he he knew what he got himself into all right so here's my favorite we'll we just wanted to double down <laughs> yes double never apologize that's the way of the internet never apologize you, you don't apologize if you're wrong and what he said was true you don't even apologize if you're wrong. You just yeah. double and quadruple down. I don't know. I believe in apologizing when you're wrong, but. Oh, uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> Kyle's like, nah, not me. Nah, nah. Uh, so my, I'll give, this is the uh, compliment I'll give Walker Hayes. This is probably his best written song. It has some clever lines. Don't tell about a diss track? Yeah, I'm not saying it's good, but it's. So it's, that's the frustrating thing about Walker Hayes, though. It, like I've listened to a few of his songs in the past, he has the ability to write some clever lines. It's it, just the, cl- the production makes it such like a a burden the, to listen to. The beat on this is horrendous. But if, it's that if, weird production, though. It's like yeah, he kind of has this this talking kind of like almost yeah. like he 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 sounds like what he probably is. And like I say, he's, he looks like a nice guy, but he sounds like a dad trying to be cool because that's what he is. He's he's, he's the like, dad he's got like five or six kids. He's the dad in the background of his prepubescent daughters doing the soldier boy is what he is. 
Um, you know, you seen the TikToks where like dad's in the background doing the dance and his daughters don't even know. But there's not the song actually has some I'm not it's not a diss track really. It's I mean not. It, but it has some it has some I'm not gonna call it clever, it's quasi clever language in it. I'm like, okay, this is better than anything I've heard from him. <laughs> I mean I don't want no beef. <laughs> I mean I didn't I didn't think it was horrendous. No, no, it was like I said, the production is what killed it for me. It's, yeah, like and it's also the, just the the whole reason of y'all sitting around, them sitting around wanting to write that also was kind of like okay why, but it's almost he get he's been accused. I'm not saying this. The ZB fans, like you said, really young, perpetually online crowd. They're the ones that are like, hey, you're just trying to use this to get to get internet clout off of Zach Bryan, and I think there that could be true. I don't know. I don't know the motivations, but we're talking about it. People with larger channels than us are talking about it. So in, in some ways, you know, he's he's made himself relevant in the country music news cycle. I think uh, Howard Stern said it. It doesn't matter if you're saying good things or bad things about me. You're still talking about me. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, that may be it. And to an extent, he did pick Zach Bryan's pro- is he? Is this the one radio single he's had? Well, it's probably charted the highest for him. Yeah, for charted, yeah something in the yeah. orange. Yeah, yeah. So you know he kind of targeted that. So, like I said, it, and that line was solid. Yeah, something in the orange tells me you're feeling green. However, I don't really think that Zach Bryan was really being like jealous of Walker Hayes. If we're being honest, Zach Bryan's about to go on a stadium tour. So what? He yeah. hasn't had a massive TikTok uh, number one hit on country radio. Nobody. That, that's at this point, it still matters a little bit, but radio is becoming antiquated compared to what it was even ten years oh, ago, yeah. much less 20, 30, 40 years ago. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I said, it, it's just, I just, ugh, I just roll my eyes. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Just roll your eyes. Andy, what were your thoughts on this? Because I know you uh, had seen bits and pieces, and then I sent you that shout out Grady Smith video on YouTube. Because uh, he kind of concisely put everything together. I'd say first, I would say on a technicality, I would say Shake the Frost probably wasn't the best for Zach Bryan to choose because I don't believe that has a studio cut of it out. I think it's only the live version out. So on a technicality, bad choice for that. But I kind of think Walker Hayes is just kind of jealous of Zach Bryan because for him to like in his quote diss track to go after Zach Bryan. Zach Bryan didn't mention up. He mentioned Tyler Childers. He he didn't bring himself into it. He was more so speaking on behalf of Tyler Childers, which I think Walker Hayes kind of sort of go after Zach Bryan. He's a little jealous. And if I'm not mistaken, the uh last line of that thing he did was something along the lines of like we die trying to be Zach Bryan or something like that. Am I close to on that on the last I line do. of that? Sounds, yeah, yeah. I don't remember exactly. So, but I want to say it was more so. Is like I, I don't know, but kind of saying like we can't write the songs you can type deal. Not many people can. No, no. write them, but just I, mean, I kind of took it more as, at an insane rate. <laughs> so I took it kind of. That was For a compliment. Behave like that, that he might be a little jealous of Zach Bryan. I took that as more of a compliment than jealousy. 
Yeah, I mean, look, even this really what and like I don't think Walker Hayes meant it truthfully as a diss track. I think he kind of meant it to get into the news cycle, which you know successfully done uh, because he wasn't mean in the the song. He was actually no. like he took the high road because, like I said, I've said it I think three times now. Walker Hayes seems like a decent human being. Um, I just don't like his music. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, Grady Smith hit on it. It was like you know he's a dad. Yeah, you want to be you don't want to be that guy when your kids get old enough to judge you. Yeah. That's you know, true. That's and a hard thing to think about. None of us are parents, but you know, yeah, we all, we all in the future want our kids to think we were about as close to good as, as you could be, you know, nobody's perfect. So we don't want to be. Yeah. And then look, and Walker Hayes hasn't had like a shoot up straight superstardom either, because like he had like one hit in the early to mid two thousands. Um, called Pants. You guys have heard that song. You probably don't remember it, though. But you have heard that one, I promise you. And then it just, like, he kind of disappeared and didn't have any success. It took him, like like he said, 18 years to kind of get to where music was um, profitable for him to be able to support his family. And he found something that worked for him. It's not our thing. It's I'd venture to say it's probably not most of our listeners' thing. Um, but there is a market for it. I just don't, objectively speaking, I don't think it's very good. I think he has talent and could write better songs and, but the songs get buried out by the production choices. But again, not our thing here on country and cold cans. I if think he kind of said it, Walker Hayes even kind of said it. I'm just trying to make, basically I'm just trying to make a buck here in music industry. Yeah. And look, I don't blame him for that. I don't really get mad at people for trying to chase a dollar, right? You want to be able to afford nice things and take care of your family. It's, we get mad at artists for doing commercials and, and you see, we chase in the bag, so to speak, but we don't get mad at regular people for it. I think that's a bit crazy, but I understand the line. People will say, well, there's a difference in, uh, you have to straddle a line between art and commerce. And like, uh, yeah, I mean, don't completely be a shill, but we all need to make money. They want to make money. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah, we had the ability, I, like all of us, if we're being honest, there's very few people that probably would turn down the ability to make lots of money. Even if you didn't necessarily love the music you were putting out. If we, if we were talented musicians and we could write catchy pop country stuff with lots of buzzwords about Dixie cups and tailgates, we probably would. Yeah. I would sell out <laughs> in a minute. In a minute. Yeah. I'm, I'm not lying. Yeah. But I do see where it would, you know, Zach, Brian, Tyler shoulders or they have better music. Yes. I objectively mean, it's speaking. Just, it's just, it's just factual. Yeah. yeah. It's just factually, it's just better. And, and you I, know, some people don't people get as much Nashville, money when they're doing a better job. People within Nashville, if they were like in secret, not being recorded, would probably admit that, that it's just objectively better. Because being popular and being catchy doesn't make something good. Uh, the example I always use is, who sold the most cheeseburgers in American history? McDonald's. That doesn't mean McDonald's has the best burger. It's just the most accessible. Yeah, yeah. So. The last thing I'll say on Walker Hayes is. Like I said, it it isn't good, but just try. I mean, you had some clever clever lines in this. I'd like to see him put out an actual country record. Not not like the program beats and that kind of like 
sing talk stuff that he's been doing. Like I'd like to see, cause I think he has the ability to put out some actual good country music. Strip it back. I want to hear it. Well, yeah. When he, when he does acoustic versions of stuff, it's not bad. Yeah. Strip it back. Yeah. Strip it back. But so, uh, shifting gears a little bit on our uh, episode we did back in August and we did Carolina country music month. We did our top five Mikel Buck songs. Mikel Buck listened to the episode. He saw it on YouTube and commented on it. Nice. Yeah. He, he, so yeah, Sweet. he, um, he listened to that. He, he was like, you know, thanked us for all that. And no, I was just like, hell yeah, dude. I was like, keep doing what you're doing. We're big fans of Mikel Buck. Yeah, if you don't know him, you're not from North Carolina. You don't know him. Check him out. He's on Spotify on Apple music. Uh, can't go wrong. listening to Mikel Buck. Oh, he has, yeah. He hasn't been missing lately. He's had some good singles. So. He really has. But next week, uh, February 2nd, the three of us will be attending our first Country and Cold Cans concert of the year. We're seeing American Aquarium on and Muscadine Bloodline, along with, I think, Gabe Lee is the opener. Muscadine, the middle act, and American Aquarium, the headliner for night two of Road Trip to Raleigh. Andy and I have talked about this a little bit in the past. Um, Road Trip to Raleigh, I'm not going to go wax poetic because I've done it so many times on the show. It's kind of where this this whole podcast was conceived five years ago. We went to the the very first year before it was uh, Road Trip to Raleigh. It was the Wolves album release party back in, I think, 2015. I believe we were, that's correct. We, we went and saw John Moreland, Turnpike Troubadours, and American Aquarium in Raleigh. That kind of shifted our gears on what we knew about music in the country and roots genre really was kind of eye opening. And we kind of dove in head first a few years after that, we started the podcast five years later, here we are now. Um, I've been to at least one show every single year that it's been going on since 2015. Um, I'm not as young as I used to be. I can't make it to two or three in a row anymore, but we are going to the Friday night show this year. And I like, uh, Look, I always like seeing American Aquarium. I've seen them over 35 times at this point, but I'm really excited to see Muscadine Bloodline. I don't think I've seen them in many, many years. I saw them play an acoustic show at City Limits back in the day in Raleigh, but I'm looking forward to seeing them. That last record they put out, Teenage Dixie, you know, I think it was my number two record on my favorite records of last year. Uh, it was absolute fire. So I can't wait to see those guys. I just want to hear Named After Natives. Gosh. It's fun to... I'm looking forward to that one song more than any other song. <laughs> well, considering I don't know if they're going to play it, so don't get your hopes up too too high. Uh, they've got to play that. It's a new album. It's got to be in the mix, right? Yeah, that, that album's a year old now. They and you got to understand they had like a lot of catalog back, a lot of back catalog. Yeah, back yeah. Over the years, I, yeah. I guess crying in a, G, in a GMC would do. They, I could see that one probably getting played. Yeah, I guess crying in a GMC. I'm pretty sure they'll play either low-hanging fruit or warehouser land. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those are like new news, so yeah. yeah. I want to hear Teenage Dixie live. I'm yeah. pretty sure they'll play that. Yeah, I think so, too, because it's title track. But I'm looking forward to that show. Um, Lincoln Theater, shout-out Lincoln Theater Raleigh. Uh, definitely a, a fun place to watch a show. 900 people, standing room mm-hmm. only. The last time I saw American Aquarium, I was 24. Yeah. No, I am on the losing side of 25. I yeah. Say. That was pre-COVID. Yeah, it was. It was like 29, 2018. Might have been. Six, 17? I don't know. Now, like if you were 24. Yeah, 2018. It had to have been. Yeah. So, 
Pushing 30. <laughs> yeah. I'll be 30 in six weeks. So you still have to till the summer. I still have five months, baby. Five months. Yeah. I'm six weeks away from being well and past you? where I thought I like I could ever see myself growing up, but when I was like 30s old, and I'm like, yeah, 30s not that old. And you're May, aren't you? Andy? That's right. Okay. That's so. May 11th, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're two Three months older. Months. Yep. You're two, two months exactly older than me. Yeah. So, well, it's my last concert of my uh, my 20s. American Aquarium, Muscadown, Bloodline. It's a good one, though. To go it really on. is. It really is. Going into my 30s. Doing it right. All right. So, last thing we kind of want to talk about was I saw something on YouTube the other day. Um, Riley Green. You know, like, you, people post, like, acoustic videos of songs they've written whether it's an old song a brand new song and i kind of went down the rabbit hole on that he had posted a couple uh one from two years ago one from two weeks ago and i just sent it to you guys and i was like dude i hope this new one um is gonna be on the next record because i think it's the best one in my opinion that he's ever put out but it's definitely a top five song he's ever been a part of called i couldn't fit that on a sign um it's, you know he did the acoustic thing on on youtube Whereas, like, he's, it's a very good story, and it's a fleshed-out song. Andy, like, the choruses are even different. I know that you and I both like that about a song when it's not just the same generic chorus repeated three times. But him talking to a homeless man with a sign that said, Jesus saves, and then wants to, like, talk to him, hear his story, hear about how he got to this point. You know, he goes through his life of all the, all the bad luck and the tragedy. And then, you know, I just put Jesus saves because, you know, you couldn't fit all of that on a sign. Uh, very good song. And then another one called Tail Lights. It was two years ago that I'm just like, this one um, is not a song about a truck. It seems like it's a song about a truck, but the truck is being used as a, as a plot device for uh, his, his lady friend leaving him. And then, you, you know, going and checking the fuses and replacing the bulbs on the taillights when he's trying to sell the truck to somebody being like, everything's good about it, but I ain't going to lie, there's something wrong with the taillights. And then seeing the taillights as he's leaving. And then when I first heard it, I was like, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. How does he have the truck if she left in it? Second verse wraps that up where he's like, oh, I went to go get it from her mom's the next day. But I, I really like that song a lot, too. And I was like, wow, couldn't this one have been on the record? I'm just me being cynical. I'm going to blame the label saying they got involved in. This one's a, this one is better than like the, if it wasn't for trucks type songs out there. This is like one of the, I think one of the better ones Riley Green's been a part of as well. And I wish it had been on the album. You sent it to us and said, talked about how great it was. And I said, we know I was not on the album. It's not a radio hit. <laughs> right. But it could, but it absolutely could be a radio hit. I think so um, too. I think this one yeah. definitely could be a radio hit. Yeah. Um, the I couldn't fit it on the sign. I get heavy Craig Morgan vibes. Um, what was it? What was the name of that song he wrote? Uh, the where the he's talking to a homeless guy on Almost the bridge. Home. Almost home. Almost yeah. home. Yeah, kind of reminds me a lot of that song. And that song was huge. Yeah, it was. So it's just straight acoustic. Both of them are great. Um, I love. I couldn't fit that on the sign a lot more than I do. Tail lights because tail lights is a lot more common of a theme, but I mean, like, oh God, dude, Riley, 
<laughs> watching these two videos, it just makes me mad. Because I think the radio gets involved too much. Oh, the radio, the, uh, with the radio, the label, in, the, label. Indirectly. the label probably gets involved too much. Because watching these two, you, you, stuff we always talk about, like North on 21, we know there's real talent there. And, and we're going to release the same song four times and put different titles on them. And it's like, okay, well, one of those was fine, but three of them is not. Yeah. It's just frustrating as hell. The the thing is, like, Tail Lights is what I call a truck song done right. Because it's not a song about a truck. The truck's used as a plot device, but it's not just using it to list things. The truck yeah. is... He, the story is like him selling the truck because it's as much as he loved the truck and w- doesn't want to part with it. It's the memories of her leaving him and the taillight kind of flickering, which, you know, it's almost like settle for a slowdown. Andy, you remember that Dirk Bentley song many years ago? Um, of, she probably had a little bit of hesitation. Yep. She hit the brakes and that's what's messing him up because he's like, she's leaving. But then she kind of probably hit the taillight and then decided to keep going. It's it isn't just this list song. There's a story there and the truck is used as a plot device. I that is what I consider a very very well written song. The, That's a truck yeah. song done right. Yeah, yeah, I can't disagree. I mean, they're both fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm with you that I like. Um, I think that I couldn't fit that on signs. The better song of the two, though. Yeah, the, the best part about I couldn't. Were fit you that saying on like you, you think? Were you saying like you think that like there was a the flicker was her hitting the brakes in the tail light? Yeah. yeah. Is that what you're saying, Logan? Yeah. I don't think that's not how I took it. I took it, though, is that um, as she drove away, taillights get dimmer and dimmer as she drives away. And I took it more as he was saying is she can't be driving away. The taillights got to be fading out. And it's, but it's more, I took some more as a theme. There's a theme of denial. You know, you said with the sweat in my eyes, it's not crying, it's sweat. Yeah, you know, it's not her driving away. His taillights got to be dimming out but, on me. I, that's how I took it. But he's that. singing about the taillights dimming out and him watching it dim out. But that doesn't imply any malfunction. A malfunction would be, you know, if she's driving away, it's the taillights are going to be lit up if it's, especially if it's dark, right? But they're not going to flicker if you don't hit the brakes, if there isn't a problem. So, and that, I think that him seeing the flicker of her having kind of second second thoughts very briefly, but then continuing on was where he was like, well, she had already made up her mind to leave. It must've been something wrong with the taillight. That's that way I took it. So the, the image that came in my mind is, no, I, I go ahead, Andy. I is in like, as she's getting further away, the taillights are, and he's yeah, taking it more. As, there, well, there's nothing driving away. I mean, I could see that, I guess. If you're saying that, but no, it's like there, there's no malfunctioning it's of a tail light if it denial. just fades out in, in distance. So, all right. So the way I took it, was, I don't think there is a malfunction. No, I, I no, don't there, think there, mal- that's my point. That's I, there wasn't a malfunction. It was her kind of like hitting it briefly and then continuing to go on, and him thinking the way she's on the way out. I'm watching her. I don't know. I mean, like, but, who knows? All right, so, so the image that came in my mind was imagine a rural road, maybe rural Georgia. Uh, you got a lot of trees, maybe a hill, a little bit of hills. As you see her drive off, you know, the, the taillights flickering between the, the trees. That's kind of what I thought of. And honestly, all three of these are very valid. Yeah. <laughs> it could be. That's what I thought of. It wasn't hitting brake lights or anything. It's just, you know, you know how car lights look when, you know, they hit the trees and they, they flicker. Cause it's funny, the three different takes we all had on this. Andy was, it was all in his head. 
mental aspect. Yours was the the terrain caused it to have a little bit of a flicker. And mine was Derek Bentley settled for a slowdown. He was looking for her to tap the brakes just a little bit. And when she did, he almost didn't believe it. And so he thought something was wrong with the taillight. See, I think of how would you shoot this as a music video? That's what I thought would be the easiest way to do this it. This would be a great music video. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, how would you how would you make this a music video? And you just, you know, go like a 45 degree angle from the truck riding down the road where you can catch it flickering through the trees and, the you know, on a rural road. Yeah. That's kind of what came to my this mind. This would be a good music video. Yeah. Set of Forest Slowdown was a great music video. One of Derek's best. I can't place that music video. It's been years, but I don't remember. I only remember. It's 20 years old now, which is nuts. Oof. Getting old. (laughs) (laughs) Getting old as fuck. How do you think Derek Spindley feels? (laughs) Well, Derek, he still looks good, so. Yeah, they take care of themselves and they exercise much. Something that you know, I'll start it doing within the last year, but they have a lot I, of money. I can't say that I have. They have a lot of money, so they don't really have to exercise. They just get drugs. Yeah, no, it's like um, it's like a Nickelback. It's a Nickelback song about that. Well, it's like the somebody, the internet says when they saw Tom Brady and his combine photos versus Tom Brady at like forty-seven. It's like yeah. just a reminder to everyone: you're not ugly. You're just poor. Yeah, exactly. Have you seen Kim Kardashian when she's like 20 versus what she looks like now? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, look, I, I love Jennifer Aniston, right? I think she's arguably one of the most beautiful women of all time in America. However, as good looking as she was when she was younger, which I believe she would have been even if she was poor, she's 50 now. Her and Jennifer Lopez both still beautiful women. Yeah. They're not that beautiful if they were poor. No, no, no. Like I said, plastic surgery. Like I said, this isn't just a strictly female thing. Same with Tom Brady. Tom Brady doesn't look the way he does at his age if he wasn't rich. Yeah, there's a lot of actors like that. Because Tom Brady objectively looks better now than he did when he was like 23. That's what happens when they put you on that uh, testosterone replacement therapy and the The trend. It's the TB12 method, bro. Yeah, a shot in your ass. (laughs) (laughs) Low T, no problem. <laughs> All right, well, Andy, any closing thoughts before we wrap things up today? I'll throw in the, uh, fit that on a sign that that song reminds me a lot. <laughs> Just so people know listening, we did not ask Andy his opinion and then cut him off. Andy's internet in Nebraska just went out and he, he just disappeared from the, the meeting here. He, okay. He's back. He's living in the, he's in the third world country. We call the Midwest. Don't get that argument started. I'm trying to egg it on. It's a third world country. No, Andy just like, we've had too many arguments about what is and isn't the Midwest over the last like three years. We had one this week. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's it's it, it wasn't like an argument from three years ago. It's been a persistent no. argument he and I have had for three years. And I have no dog in that fight and couldn't give a damn less, but I still love to egg it on. <laughs> My closing comments while we wait for Andy to rejoin is, Riley, you have serious chops, man. Throw your weight around. Put these on the record. Yeah, throw them... Just big old nuts. Put them on the table and say, this is what I'm doing. Proverbially speaking. 
Not literally, or, figuratively. Or literally or figuratively, if that's your choice. It's like the second week in a row you've talked about something with wieners and nuts. I mean, yeah, but just throw them on the table, man. You you have weight, man. Just at flex. I would be very disappointed if these two songs don't make an album. They should. They should. And he should flex on the label. Like, you know. All right, Andy's back. Andy, I think we can get you now. I was at my back. Yeah, you're back. No, you're gone. The the fog's rolling in, the internet's going with it. But the uh good fit that on sign reminds me. Reminds me quite a bit of uh, Midnight by the Black Lilies, which is one of my mm. all-time favorite songs. So I would also go check that out. And if you can find the backstory for the song, it makes it even better because it's a true story. 100%. That is a fantastic song. All right. Well, that's the show. Go follow us on YouTube and Rumble at Colcans Country. You can type in Country and Colcans Sierra logo. It'll be there. Subscribe. See you next time. Take care, guys.